Are we on? Yeah. <laughs> You're on your phone. I signed to write someone. Right, stop that. That's so irritating. You need to talk to someone when they're on the phone. It's really rude. God, don't tell my kids. <laughs> Sanjeev and Jamie. Sanjeev and Jamie today. Remote. Um, this is the work that we're going to talk about today, this specific piece. You know, it's a, it is a, yeah. this is a special episode because we're going to really only be talking about one piece of work. Mm, but what a piece of work it is. It's just, you know, I remember when it happened, everyone... You know, you can tell when there are those kind of seminal moments in, in outdoor and you get emailed a lot saying, oh, have you seen this? Have you seen this? It's on the South Bank now. You should go and see it. Yeah. Um, it that's, this is one of those moments, the survival billboard that we can talk about for Xbox. Yeah, it's just... Um, um, it was in every award show that year and quite rightly so. It's a fantastic piece yeah, of it's, outdoor. It's, gonna be, it's also it's a brilliant idea. You look at it and you get it straight away, but then you just want to find out how, how the bejesus they did how they sold it, how they made it happen. So there's going to be a whole load of content in there. Well, it's one of those, it's one of those campaigns. And we've talked about similar campaigns to this um, throughout the, the episode so far is that, you know, it's, this is not an, this is not an outdoor campaign that's on posters around the world and all around the country or whatever in the city. It's one, it's a stunt. It is, mm. and it doesn't hide from being a stunt. It is a, you know, it was a, it was an experience for, certainly for the eight people who were on the, on the yeah. six or eight people I remember, um, on the billboard. But it was also kind of, it was in the early days of trying to think about something that was going omni-channel because there was the digital elements, there was live streaming, there was PR, there was, you know, there was mm. a competition element, there was some other outdoor bits, you know, all of those things coming together at a time where no one was really doing that. Yeah. So Yeah, it feels like a great billboard because you can get it straight away, you know, um, it's the survival of the grittiest who's going to, you know, you get it, but then the, 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 like you say, it just touches all those chat channels, all those platforms yeah. and you're going, oh yeah, what? So I can control if I chuck snow at them or rain and then, you know, it, it just gets more and more rich as an experience. So I think that, yeah, it's, it's a phenomenal piece of work. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to chatting to those. Oh, well, and the other interesting thing for me today is uh, let's see how the tech stands up because we're doing this one remotely. So yeah. while you and I are in the same room, socially distant and, uh, Mate, I, I think it's going to go really well. Um, you can take your face mask off now, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how we how we. Should get I go and get them? Well, oh, no, you can't. Yeah. Uh, oh, we'll have to, time, yeah. We're going to have to open the Zoom call. Uh, we're going to have, we're <laughs> basically... I'll press the button. You know, we're going to be about 25 minutes trying to work out how we connect. It's going to be quite funny. How can you know that? We haven't even done it yet. Oh, I, I just know. <laughs> I just know. And we haven't got John, so it's even going to be worse. You it's know, John's it's, fault. Right. Yeah. And... Right, let's go and work out how to use Zoom, shall we? <laughs> so, uh, Jamie and Sanjeev, or Sanjeev and Jamie, uh, welcome to Behind the Billboard. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, thanks for having us. Um, sorry for the technical um, shenanigans we've just had, but I think that's a learning process for all of us that we should, um, I don't know, never do this again. <laughs> um, I think we're going to have to get prepared for the next lockdown, right? So we yeah. need to get ready to do this. And the, yeah. This is your guinea pigs on this yeah. one. Oh, great. You're always happy to be guinea pigs. <laughs> you're our own ECDs from McCann's London. Um, so we well, first of all, I want to say thanks so much for coming on. I imagine you're uh, not only busy, but you're busy in a different way. Um, how are you coping both at the moment? Is uh, it, How is the new normal for you two? How's life in the apocalypse? Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. It's different um, as it is for everybody and everyone's sort of dealing with their own personal dramas and tragedies, you know, behind every, every Zoom call or Teams call. Um, but I think all in all, we're not missing the commute. <laughs> and How far out are you guys? I'm not massively far. Jamie's a bit... So she's pretty much in walking distance um, within like 15 minutes or something. I'm, oh if God. I had to walk, it would take me four and a half hours, I think. Um, my neighbours are like, I live in Middle, middle Earth. My, my neighbours are hobbits. I think. Yeah, it's, it's far. It's in um, Surrey Hills. So. And have you, um, have you got a point of view or a, is there a kind of move for McCann's London to be 
back in the office or do you have, is it a kind of freestyle thing? What, what's your, is it? I, I think like a lot of agencies, you know, uh, especially a lot of bigger agencies, it's, it's, it's going to be the same sort of approach. It's all, um, it's all going to be a phase slow return and it's all going to be, you know, uh, with health and safety in mind first, it's going to be completely voluntary depending on who actually yeah. wants to, or is able to, um, able to return you know everyone's got different sort of health circumstances and all that so and i think they've, they've, been, they've been really good so far with all of, with all of that have you been in at all or is there anyone in there um, uh, we haven't been in yes personally um, but um, other people have, have been in you know um wow. and they're, they're obviously uh, making it covid compliant <laughs> Keeping up with the, the the different rules that keep changing, um, but yeah, they, they are forming a, a plan now to for yeah. people who need to come in or, and, and want to come in as well. You know, and being part of a um, you know global network as well, there are also kind of global global guidelines on 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 yeah, you know, what, what offices to to do and not do, and how many people can be in the building and all of that. And I think that's all just that's all good. Um, campaign there was a whole they did a bit of a survey about uh, weirdly quite a lot of people are missing the office. Um, uh, um, and you know, although I think we, you know, we can do it, you know, we're, we're just about doing this. Um, but I mean, I, I sort of, I, I've done some little, um, projects. I went into B and B for a bit and I really enjoyed being in with people and it, there wasn't that many in, so it was good. Um, so I suppose like you said, everyone has to do their own thing. Right. And, and how's it been for you guys kind of managing the creative team remotely? I mean, you know, are you, are you zoom called or team called out? Are you, uh, are you doing a kind of daily stand up? How are you, how are you running? The, how are you running the troops? Um, it's, it's things are more efficient in a way because it's all sort of scheduled in it's less sort of kind of happenstance and stuff but um i think what, what you've got to factor in is that because it's all quite formal um you do miss the the odd just kind of casual chats and it's a bit of a weird thing to sort of share your microphone's gone off a bit oh, sorry there we go yeah, right. thank you, mate. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's it's weirdly a little bit more formal because everything yeah. has to be scheduled in. Um, so you've got to bear in mind that that you know you're not having those little casual two minute chats across the desk uh, or you know or with with you know young creatives or, or whatever around the around the department. So you've got to make an effort to kind of reach out to them, um, yeah, um, and and find out how people are coping. I guess. Um, I mean, the thing I've noticed chatting to people based with Dan on our um our recent podders and then my misses and generally it just feels like if you work from home you don't get that physical separation of like okay home's done. My work's done. Now I'm going home and, you know, I'm going to decompress and blah, blah, blah. You're kind of going, oh, I'm not in that room. I'm still in the house. Yeah. And it's quite, a lot of people I know have said they found it quite hard because they can't kind of, you know, that physical distancing. So I find, mm. I mean, everyone's coping different ways, but I, that in a way is why I can see why some people go actually want to go back. Yeah. Bit, and I mean, we were know. just speaking to some people the other day about, you know, everyone's got their own circumstances, but, you know, there, there are people in, in our teams who are, you know, in, in, in flat shares or house shares with, with people yeah. that aren't necessarily their best mates. They're just sort of acquaintances. And then suddenly you're, you're in close quarters together many, many, many hours a day and you're sharing rooms and you're not in the ideal sort of work from home set up, you know, your, your laptops on an ironing board, that kind of thing. And yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. so a lot of people are, are, are very eager to get back to. It to, feels like some weird reality TV show that God's created for us all. We just <laughs> kind of somehow get through it. There'll be a winner. What's that film? Uh, Truman Show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. See what anyway. happens with it? <laughs> yeah, I read a really funny tweet when uh, so there's killer bees or something, and like uh, someone had written, killer bees now, 2020. What else? <laughs> 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 2020 is really kind of scraping the barrel of. Yeah. Uh, I mean, sure, it's lazy. Wildfires just get rid of the killer bees, right? I mean, <laughs> one can't. <laughs> yeah. They're not even trying to hide the fact that it's a script. You can clearly see through it. It's just getting <laughs> Yeah, no, just, uh, just wait for November for the U.S. elections. That's when it really, really kind of uh, take over. Maybe the world will reset. Maybe since since everything's been haywire <laughs> since November 2020. 
happen organically. But then I guess I guess the cynical point of view as well is it's 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 cheaper to do it this way as well for a for brand you know less yeah, <laughs> a much nice. lower media spend with with much of the you know desired impact yeah. uh, that they're, that they're seeking anyway. Have you guys um, just talking about billboards generally because obviously you know. They're, they're thin and far between. Do you think it's going to impact the award shows? Do you think it's going to be a, a thin year? I think we've lost some audio there. Okay. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I think sorry. we're back. Yeah, Did you have me a question? Uh, no. no, no, no just, just sort of froze. froze. You know, just... Yeah, I was just wondering, do you feel like, you know, because of all this that's happened, do you think it's going to impact the award shows and make it a much thinner probably uh, to some extent but i think i mean from from what we've seen some of the award shows are you know obviously understanding of 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 what everyone's going through and 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 i guess the amount of work that's being um produced or cut back on and they're sort of extending extending their deadlines and window periods to kind of accommodate yeah. so it might well yeah. be that next year isn't about work from the last year it might be work from the you know the previous yeah. two years that that um that yeah. comes to the fore. I, mean, I, I saw that british tv had and i don't know if anyone else is doing this out there the shows but i know british tv have created a new category for um best ad created during lockdown you know so oh, really? to give okay. some incentive <laughs> there um, I think that's going to be virtually, virtually all the entries of the last. Six months. <laughs> um, well, it's interesting to see how but, that's yeah. developed as well, because you know it, it felt like in the in the early days of yeah. of the crisis and the lockdown and and, and lockdown, it was the approach that brands took. Uh, I mean, in out of home, but as uh, as much as anywhere else in every other channel, it was about you know acts, not ads. You've heard the phrase a million times, but doing stuff something concrete in the world that actually genuinely helped with the pandemic rather than trying to flog products. Um, you know, there was a, there was a website doing the rounds. Um, uh, I don't know if you saw called did they help.com, uh, which was just a catalog, just a list of brands and a ranking of like, did they step up and actually do something valuable and contribute to like easing this, this pandemic in some way. Um, so, you know, things like Louis Vuitton, you know, suddenly converting all of their factories to making hand sanitizer and stuff as opposed to just, you know, um, yeah, being distanced from other parts of it was a strange one because it, you know I think there were brands were slightly, slightly paranoid of how to how to react and what is the right tone and some were getting it right and some were slightly off off there as well and you know but I think the worst thing the worst thing you could do is was to go silent to go dark and I think the the, um, the kind of consumers yeah. wanted to hear from brands. Yeah, they, yeah. They, um, they they needed kind of reassurance. They needed to know, like like what Sanjeev was saying, what, what how are you going to help? You know, they they they've placed a lot of trust in brands. You know, so the, we kind of felt the, the worst thing to do was just go go dark. You know, so no, no, no. As, as the thing as the pandemic sort of developed, then it st- it stopped being less, it stopped being so, I guess, reactionary to the direct situation, and it start. I think it's, things started easing up a little bit, and brands started having a bit more. Maybe a bit more fun, yep. even if you look at things like the the Travis Scott concert within within Fortnite. Yeah. You know, there were yeah. there was an understanding yeah. that you know real real life concerts are just not going to happen for a while. So let's let's yeah. let's take it to a virtual world and do something a bit magical with it. So yeah, um, the interesting thing about that. Sorry, sorry, Karen. I was going to say the interesting thing about that is we were, we were talking about it the other day, and um, you know, it was it wasn't the first of uh, like an in-game real real kind of events. You know, um, it, there have been a few last year, but this this year um, the Travis Scott one they took it to the next level. So it wasn't just like replicating something in the real world in in in, the, in a game. They, um, you know, they started off with, uh, yes, it's a, it, for all intents and purposes, it looks like a, a normal concert, you know, everybody's there, it's great, you know, you're dancing around with your avatar, there's Travis Scott behind the DJ booth, and then all of a sudden... <laughs> so far, so normal. <laughs> so far, so normal, and then all of a sudden, you know, you, you start floating, you know, and then Travis Scott becomes this gigantic kind of thing, and then there's big creatures walking in, and then you start flying through this kind of psychedelic world, and 
it's really, yeah, it was like, yeah, of course, why not? You know, why, why replicate me exactly? But if, you, if you're going to bring it into the game, then, then, then use that, you know, don't, don't just replicate what is in the real, is in the real world. Virtual outdoor is probably going to be the, where everything goes. That's where we're going to be well, seeing that's, that's one of the things. <laughs> Absolutely. There's a couple of companies out there that do that. So kind of, they are, and a few people have moved within the media space, kind of the buyers into selling virtual billboards in virtual yeah. worlds. So you're, yes. you know, in, I mean, the simplest version of that is in FIFA on the, um, on the perimeter boards around all the stadiums, so you can you can you are buying advertising, yeah. Um, but yeah. there's also in the in F1 and in all the tennis games where you've got advertising spaces within those games in the virtual outdoor world. Um, those are spaces. It makes it more authentic, right? It's, yeah. it's real yeah, ads, and, it, and you're really they're, they're current, and they're not made up or fake. Then it's it, it makes it that much more authentic. Yeah, where the eyeballs are. You know, if the, if the eyeballs are greater than the footfall, then that's where the that's where the media money goes, I suppose. You know. So, if I can take you back in time, though, um, so bit, let's go before pandemic, way before pandemic. Let's just talk about really quickly about you two and how you two got together as a as a as a creative pair. Um, and let's just talk, if we if we if you don't mind, just a few minutes about your journey to um, to McCann, just kind of pre McCann. How how did that? How did that all come about? How did you guys meet? You know, what's the what's your yeah? Because your story. There's some South African connection, and there's something uh, another yeah. another country, and uh, we just <laughs> it was just fascinated to know how you guys yeah, how, how we wound up here, um, how we wound up in Surrey Hills and Bethnal Green. Um, um, <laughs> um, so uh, I am South African. I'm from Durban. On the east coast in South Africa, the the third overlooked city in in in, in, in South Africa, <laughs> the one that no one tourists never seem to go to. Um, yeah, and and I um, I studied law initially uh, after after high school, got sort of two thirds of a way through a law degree before deciding I couldn't bloody stand it and and wanted uh, something more creative in my life went to ad, then went to move to cape town to go to ad school to the triple a school of advertising which i know sounds like a money laundering scheme or sounds, sounds, sounds a good place it's, it's, <laughs> it's the first name in the phone book it's, yeah and um Thereafter, moved and continued my law degree while I was, I was juggling ad school and law school because both my parents are Asian and lawyers, and they wanted me to have something very sensible <laughs> to fall back on that was a real job. So I, I juggled ad school, law school, uh, and then my first job was at an independent agency, or was an independent agency then, called the Jupiter Drawing Room uh, in Cape oh, Town. Yeah, yeah. A really, really Very good famous. agency. Um, yeah, lovely founder run culture and, and, uh, uh, met Jamie, met Jamie there. Um, yeah, nice. it's a, it's a, it's a okay. really cool, cool place to work. I think it was, Jamie, uh, how, did you go to AAA? Um, yeah, I, I was. I'm actually um, a Yorkshire lad. I was, uh, well, you know, bred till seventeen, I think, and then or sixteen. Then um, I, my parents shipped us out to to Johannesburg. Um, still not sure the reason why, but we were going to be there. Um, and yeah, so I, I started off in my my career in Joburg actually um, I kind of stumbled onto it I did a I wasn't really sure what to do I, I did a um, did a, 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 a course in, in design and I wasn't really um, too into it um, but then a friend of mine became a copywriter and he said you know you should just try to try try uh, try be an art director so I kind of I got a, a job at Bates at the time and then um, then from there I went to uh, Huntless Chorus, uh, TBWA Huntless Chorus, oh, yeah. which was um, at right. the time was, I mean, it's, it's now, you know, it went, it went through a dip, but it's, 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 uh, it's the most creative agency in the country. And that was great. I learned, that's where my kind of, um, my lessons started, I think, you know, that's where I learned all, all my, what, what little I know, I guess, <laughs> or, as much as I know in uh, about advertising. Um, and yeah, then I kind of, um, I, um, 
hopped around a little bit and then ended up in Cape Town. And that's where I met Sanjeev at uh, Jupiter Drawing Room. Jamie's worked you... with some some real legends like, you know, like um, like John Hunt and Eric Fafruken and so on. Well, so like, he was being mentored by Chris Garbett, mentored by legends. I had, I, I regularly went, went at the Jupiter Drawing Room near in my junior days, had my mum sending me, fax, faxing me uh, uh, newspaper clippings tell, talking about the death of advertising and why I should switch to a, oh, uh, nice I should fall back on my law degree. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> very, very different. Yeah. <laughs> so of how we got to where we are. Do you know what, Sanjeev, I did, mine's even worse, I did a degree in construction management. So my mum, whenever I'd get fired or laid off, whatever, my mum would say, well, you still got your degree in uh, construction management. And I was like, how the hell is that going to happen? You know, she kind of always held on to this sort of professional, like you say, something legit, rather than this sort of like... I've heard of. Something I can tell family and friends about. And now refelting your shed makes much more sense to me. I've refelt my shed. That did take me over two months. So it always comes in handy, isn't it? I got paid like nothing but, you know, so when you got together, um, so obviously that it must have been great because obviously you're super talented and stuff. Did, how long was that then before you went right? We're going to go to London. We're going to go to Cannes. How long did you stay in South Africa? It, it was a marriage of convenience, a little bit to be honest. So the part we haven't told you is we. So we'd we'd worked at the Jupiter Drawing Room together, but not as a as a team. Uh, uh-huh. Jamie then moved to Ogilvy in, in Cape Town and I moved oh, to, to Ogilvy separately a few months later, but again, we were not working as a team. Um, right. and then when we both had designs on, on moving to London, we thought, eh, maybe we should team up. And we you know, we'd been mates for a while. So it sort of all made, made sense. Um, and we've been getting on each other's nerves ever since. So uh, <laughs> well, you know, you're in separate houses now, so I can see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So did you go straight to, uh, McCann's London was that we your did. first port? We did. That's yeah. fantastic. I was, I mean, Jerry, so he's, he's, he's British. So he's has a you know, British passport, very easy to, uh, you know, to come back to the land of his birth. I was on a South African passport and I'm sure you don't know the intricacies of the immigration laws, but it's not very easy to, okay. <laughs> to get a, to get an agency to sponsor you. Um, right. um, and yeah, was the one that, that, um, saw the potential in us and, and said, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll go through the whole legal process. And you've had an incredible, um, tenure there. Um, already the work is phenomenal. Um, so we're going to d- dig into that in a minute, but one thing Dan and I always like to ask uh, is take you even further back, um, and tell us about your first billboard, uh, whether it's maybe as a team, can you remember your first billboard? If it's a shit one, you don't want to say it, it's fine. <laughs> if it was quite a good one. Uh, but we always try and think of, you know, something. I, I think mine, well, the cool thing about the Jupiter drawing room was it always, they had this account called Musica, which I guess is the local equivalent of HMV. So, you know, DVDs, video games, um, all that sort of thing. And so the good thing as a junior right. creative cutting your teeth is there's always some new promotion or some new album launching or some new game launching. So you're constantly making stuff. It's not, you know, come up with an idea and then you're making it two years later. It's, it's you're, you're making stuff. Um, I think my first was for a music, a promotion for like rock music. And, um, yeah, it was a, it was just a headline driven poster that right. had a quite cheesy headline, something like, um, we will, we, n- nobody ever yells. We will, we will R and B you. And the, the payoff was like we get rock, and I don't know. There was a, it was a campaign, oh, yeah. campaign to the. Did your were, was your mum involved? I was going to say, did you take a photo and send it to your mum? So you know, I think it's definitely out of the world I've now. Made, I've written a headline. Oh, oh, well done, well done. <laughs> Jamie. What about um, you? Yeah, I actually, um, I didn't know this question was going to come, up, so I didn't. I'm just thinking right now. The, the earliest one I can think of. And this is showing my age now. Um, was when uh, I think it was my first job. It was hand painted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it was still. Um, 
I think Max was brand new at that time, you know, so I think, but it was, um, yeah, it was for uh, Benson Hedges. So it was for cool. cigarette advertising. So that was when nice. cigarette advertising was allowed. And it was a spon- it, I, th- I think we were sp- it was a sponsor of the cricket. And I, I remember the writer coming up with a clever line and I don't, you can't actually, maybe not that clever because I can't remember it. So, but um, yeah, I do. That was my, um, that was my first um, um, billboard. I mean, it's not in my portfolio. I mean, but as you as you've got together, we've seen some um, we've seen some incredible work from the pair of you and from the agency under your governance as well. So um, kudos to you. We're going to spend um, the main part of our show today just talking about one in particular, um, which is the survival billboard. Um, it's an incredible piece of work, and it's very well awarded from from well from from a number of places. Um, so. Do you just take us back to the survival billboard period? When when exactly did it happen? What was the... The actual billboard was sort of November 2015. So, yeah, coming on five years now, which feels like ancient history, I suppose. But, um, in advertising, yeah, it that is quite a long time. Yeah. It doesn't feel that long. Like 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 20 years in advertising years, or human years. Normal years. <laughs> you, um, for the listeners who don't know it or are loosely aware, is there any way, could you just um, describe what Survival Real World is? And then... It could, um, I mean, we'll, we'll chip in, obviously, and, I, and nudge you to things we want, but maybe just give us... Uh, you know what it is, and uh, maybe how you got there. Is that is that yeah. okay? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> maybe a bit of context would help. Uh, it was um, so it was for a, a new Xbox game uh, being launched called Rise of the Tomb Raider. So the latest um, iteration of the sort of long-running Tomb Raider franchise. But I guess the thing that made this particular um, uh, version of the game a little bit different from anything that had come before is that Lara Croft, the main character who, you know, was an icon in the nineties, but, uh, you know, ha- had become grittier and tougher, you know, in the nineties, she was often sort of overly sexualized. She was, you know, on the cover of loaded magazine and, and, and all that sort of thing. And then in, in the later iterations of the games, she'd become a more fully fleshed out rounded character with, you know, psychological issues and family issues. And, um, um, it, it was just a more rounded, more, more, more gritty and real character. And I think they, they, they'd wanted to kind of communicate that to, uh, to the audience, um, sort of more to, but, but I guess the, the end execution we got to was, um, to, um, to create a real test of grit and endurance on a billboard, um, something that functioned both as the test of grit, but also as a functioning, functioning billboard. So it consisted of, um, um, uh, eight people standing on little ledges, um, on a billboard, uh, not too far from Borough Market. Um, and they, they, they were sort of st- standing there in a test of, you know, last one survives. So whoever could, could, could outlast the others would, would, would. Win. Another, sorry, just quickly as well. Another, another element to it was that the, the theme of the game as well was woman versus wild, obviously the versus the elements and, um, and the billboard obviously is is out of all most advertising media is is the thing that kind of braves against the the elements you know in you know in all seasons in all weather conditions the the, the billboard kind of endures endures yeah, that. So. Awesome. I love it because that it is one of those absolute ideas which couldn't function other than being outdoors, and that's sort of a kind of real joy of of. Well, this series, in a way, is to celebrate things which are outdoor, couldn't be radio, print, digital, mm. etc. Mm. Um, and also, I love the fact it's. I love, I'm pleased you told us it was November because I was thinking last night. Oh, yeah, I wonder when they did it. You know, you must have thought, well, it's got to be sl- it would be rubbish. Like if it was sunny, I mean, was that part of the strategy, or did you just lock up on that, going, oh my god, yeah, it's going to be like. I think if it was in, I think if it was in midsummer, then we, it, we probably wouldn't have done that idea. I think it was just a, a nice um, happenstance that the, the launch of the game was in the end of November. And did and did yeah. you? So I'm jumping around a bit, but I'm already quite excited. So did they say, um, "Hey, McCann's, Sandy, and Jamie, we want we want to launch this game"? 
Did they go, we want a massive idea, we want billboards only? Did they, or did you go, guys, it's a billboard and this is why? You know, how... It was a kind of combination of things because, um, so the way, the way things work is, um, within the Xbox account is our sister agency over in San Francisco, 215 McCann, they, uh, create all the, the global advertising for, for game launches, um, and console launches and so on. So as part of the, as part of the launch of Tomb Raider in the UK, there were sort of existing uh, there was an existing media buyer. There were there were posters that were going to going to be around. There was I think there were even some there was some film and so on and so forth. The top the direct task to us as the local team was to kind of add a a spike of PR interest on top of that um, global advertising layer of layer of work. So something that would kind of grab people's attention literally the day or two before the game was due to be launched. And, okay. and, and it was a very sort of busy launch period as well. Um, if I remember correctly at the time, there was, I think there was a new fallout game launching. There might've been a new Assassin's Creed game launching at the same time. So other competitor games were, were also sort of out there in the, in, in the ether as well. So we had to do something. The task to us was do something that makes people's heads turn from that to specifically to us, um, um, um a little bit. How did you get to the? Um, well, I was going to say that you know this, it kind of goes back to what we were saying um, earlier on, where you know the out of home world, the billboard world, is kind of a legitimate way to make a splash from a PR perspective. And I think you know the and the ambition here on on the billboard feels like you know it, this is something that will live beyond the, that one billboard itself. It's an idea that can it starts in out of home. It starts as an experience, but it you know it generated a, a hell of a lot of PR and got into the press and mm. into onto onto TV screens. Mm. Um, and it started with a billboard. So I think there's you know that role for out of home shows that you know with a great idea, out of home can be a catalyst for um, yeah. a, a spike in PR. Yeah, you're not going to make the news on ten with a press. But that, that's that's a good point. That, that was that's actually by design, as all of you were talking about about it earlier about um, out of home and you know, breaking out of the, the that kind of the confines of, of just organic footfall and going into social and 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 that was that was actually by design um, um, with this as well because our our target market are. You know, they're gamers, you know, they're, um, they're very switched on, they're very vocal, they're very engaged. Um, and yeah, this happened in, this happened in, um, the, the, uh, the, you know, the South, South Bank area. So it was, we, we wanted it to, if you're in Scotland, we wanted you to kind of engage with this thing. If you're in Canada, we wanted you to get in, you know, anywhere really, you know. So, um, I, primarily it was a, you know, Obviously, it was a billboard, but we—that's we, where we um, we added in the, um, the the voting of the weather as well, so so you could engage with it. You can, you know, it's not you're not just passive anymore. You're 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 so, being a part of it. Oh yeah, go ahead. Tell it. Sorry, because I'm um, I'm sort of um, obsessed with timeline slightly. So could you? Um, again describe a little bit more of the features of the game so or the, the so the poster you said sanjeev right we're going to put a bunch of people on a billboard right going yeah great because that kind of mirrors the challenge of the game it's not this kind of cliched you know um female hero it's much more than that now it's more gritty yeah. what happened then did you go and talk to Digital creatives? Did you talk to? How did you then? Were you sitting around a table and going, "Yes, ending the idea over and over"? It sort of evolved over a little period. I mean, it started the original version of it, the, the original iteration, living as a sort of one pager in a in a deck, in a very brief deck. Um, was it was just the eight people on the billboard, and and that's it. It's a test of endurance um, in its in its sort of purest form. But then, right, as, right. As, as James said, it was it was as, as we started presenting it to clients, as we started realizing the need for, you know, that this had a larger and larger potential. The need for, you know, to, to engage gamers from all around the world, and you know, as Jamie was was, was was talking about, these are gamers who like interacting by nature. What they do is interact with 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 their their favorite media. It just made sense to us to add layers on top of it that would 
um, that would make it more interactive. So yes, Lara Croft oh, in the oh, game does go to different kind of landscapes with different weather, and that sort of informed the. Um, so what were the layers? Tell us the layers. What were those layers? I well, I could control what was thrown at people. Yeah, that's right? it. so there were so there were four weather conditions: um, heat, wind, rain, and snow. Um, and um, yeah, the, the voting public who could uh, go on to survivalbillboard.com could vote for, um, and, and those watching it on, on on live stream on Twitch could vote for what weather condition they wanted these people to be subject to. And, and how, so, and then what? So if I'm stood on a billboard as one of these contestants, and what, there's a little kind of uh, funnel in front of me that throws stuff at me? Is that right? Cleverly built, you know, so it was actually, this is, a, yeah, the, the build of it was really, really tricky because we didn't want weather machines around this thing. We, for, we want, when, when you're looking at this billboard and when you're walking past it, for all intents and purposes, we, it, we wanted it to be, to look like a, a normal billboard it just happens to have people standing on standing on it, you know, the, 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 and they um, they're part of the billboard, they're part of the messaging. Um, and so we 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 found a place. We, we there was a there was kind of like a wall in front of it, so it wasn't just a sidewalk and then the billboard. There was a kind of like a wall, and then there was the billboard. So that that was a, a, a great place to put put all the the uh, the, the, the the snow machines and the the the, um, the the rain was kind of like um, it was integrated into the into the billboard. So there was just funnels all along the top. Uh, was, it, it was quite subtle. There was wind machines as well underneath it. There was also a giant inflatable crash mat because obviously we can't have them falling <laughs> off or, yeah. or le leaping off into logistics. Because you know, we we've talked about this a few times. You know, when something goes from a sketch in your book as a as a scamp to standing on the other side of the road with a you know someone wheeling in the snow machine and someone <laughs> someone blowing up the crash pad and like it, it just i love that that yeah. you know we work in an industry where yeah. you can go from a, a sharpie on a on a blank piece of paper to a uh, 100 people shoot so I was going to say, um, yeah, so going from that sketch, as you were talking about, it, it, and then chatting to, um, you know, the production companies, I think it was Craft and Momentum, and then I think it was, uh, was Hothouse um, Hot as well. You know, we started, you know, obviously they were like, huh, what? You know, and some of the ideas that were coming back were like a stage in front of the billboard. And, you know, it was a lot safer and a little bit more um, maybe manageable. And, you know, that's obviously... That wasn't um, the idea. <laughs> that wasn't the idea. You know, so so um, we, we had to, it was a lot of back and forward to, to try to, to, uh, to, 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 um, materialize our, our original vision so you know yeah. the, the creative vision when you, when you look at it now it's like all these great bits of work you go oh yeah it's so simple it just says survivor billboard and there's a bunch of people trying to survive and you kind of look at it and you go it's just so brilliantly simple and you you've you've stuck exactly to the idea like you said instead of someone going yeah we can't stick them on the billboard we have to have us build you know all that and i probably you're, you're sitting there going yeah but that's not really how we wanted it so now yeah. when you look at it, and while we're having this little chat, you go, I mean, that for me, that's the power of it because you've stuck to your guns and you can explain it in a, it's like a one-line film, basically. But then the joy, like Dan's saying, of hearing about the snow machine and the massive mattress <laughs> and they fall off. I mean, the thing I'm intrigued about, so you go, okay, so it's on a pad, it's been drawn up, shown the client, the client gone, yeah, okay, yeah, we're kind of into this. Did you then... You know, I think sometimes at agencies we go, right, well, before we show them, we've got to have a proper logistic thing. Can we do this? Mm. You know, is it possible? Blah, blah, blah. How much is it going to cost? Or sometimes you go, fuck it. Don't worry about that. Just get them to fall in love with it and we'll do it. Mm. Which, which one was it with these guys? A little bit more of the latter, I suppose. Um, right. We've got a an amazing, amazing head of production, uh, McCann Sergio Lopez, who is 
who is essentially the most interesting man in the world. He, he, he can make anything happen. Uh, oh, he, he'd make an excellent show. <laughs> um, but he, um, yeah, I mean, he, he looked at it and he, uh, the brilliant thing about him is he doesn't panic. You know, we can take him a scary idea and he'll go, I know a guy who knows a guy who can, who can sort of help us make this happen. Yeah, and sometimes it's a bit of a roundabout path to getting to that eventual, like, perfect partner companies who we can work with and people who can work with to bring that ideal vision to life. But, um, yeah, we had a bit of a sense check of logistics and, and feasibility. But to be honest, going into something that, you know, we think no one had done before, you, you never know for sure. So when we go to clients, we're always, we take them the one pager and we say, we think, we think this is feasible from what we've seen. If you like this and you're into this, we'll do some further digging. And it may not be this exact version as, as it's scamped on the page. It might be an iteration of it that ends up living. But, but it'll be true um, to the original idea. And, and what other things, sorry, so many things I'm interested in is how... So you go, right, got the idea, client bought it, started getting to logistics. How did you get those people did, to appear on the bill? Did you then do a mini recruitment campaign? And then yeah, did they have to kind of waivers and stuff? Yes, that's a great, great question. Yeah, because there was another side of this, which also had its own out of home, actually. Um, it was, uh, we called it the T's and C's. Um, uh, really, really beautifully written. I think Sanjeev can talk a bit more about about that. But in, in essence, we were, we, um, you know, a part of this. We need, as you said, we needed participants to, to make up the billboard, you know, um, and to 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 endure the through the elements. Um, it, and so this was a, a niche kind of. Um, a niche group that we were targeting, you know, um, people who were fit and, and healthy and, and willing to, to do this, you know. Um, and yeah, so we, we obviously, uh, an idea like this involves lawyers and um, discussions, yes. and there was quite a few of those. And when we started looking at some of the T's and C's actually coming out of this, it was mind boggling and scary. So it didn't, you know, that was... But that, the idea was kind of like born like, well, if it's, if it's really scary, then to, to read these season C's, then you're, you know, if you, if you can get through that, then you can, you're the type of person that we want. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, so basically that's what we did. We created the real T's and C's that you had to sign. It was all, it was all legal. Um, if you, if you, if you, um, if you could get through that and you weren't put off, then that, that was, that was the ad basically. So, um, I think, Go, go on, sorry. Is that the thing called terms and horrible, horrible That's conditions? That's it, yeah. So it's, it's a poster that we'd put up in gyms across the country. So in front of a treadmill, right. uh, you know, you're working out and you're seeing this, this very, very, very long copy ad with a headline at the top that says terms and horrible, horrible conditions. And essentially, you know, as Jamie's saying, it's the, it's the, it's the legit actual terms and conditions for, for uh, entering this survival billboard competition, but embellished with um, yeah. uh, more sort of horrific copy copywriting details about all the sorts of horrors that might await you if you were stupid enough, foolish enough to, to actually bother participating. We'll definitely post a picture of it on the feed yeah. for this, but I think, you know, for anyone listening who's not seen it, it's, it's probably the longest form copy I've ever seen on a poster for a reason. It's great. Um, Seven words on a... Yeah, what makes a good poster. It's got about 7,000 words on it. I bet when you came across that, I bet you sat there and thought, oh my God, this has just fallen into our lap as well. You know, because you're kind of going, oh, what are we going to do in terms of conditions? And somebody, somebody obviously gone, hold on, yeah. that's another opportunity. Yeah. And that's what I kind of love about it. So I remember, it can be the visual. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. I remember judging at Creative Circle and uh, um, I think Survival Bill would have done great anyway. And then this stuff came up and we were going, oh my God, this is great as well. And we started reading it. And um, so like you're saying, Dan, we should definitely... Uh, to copy check the whole damn thing i mean yeah. did, did you spot the, the typo on line <laughs> the um the, the yeah the, the the cool thing was was obviously it's yeah it's those those things are, are not meant to be forefront or this they're functional and they're dry and they they're kind of hidden away somewhere they're not meant to be the the visual so i think that as you were saying it breaks it breaks 
the the conventions and even on the audition side it was so, such fun um, to work on because um, you know you, 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 you know uh, an audition principle is never to have a gigantic block of copy without any indents with with very tight spacing um, with with that much amount of copy it's just it's, it's unheard of you know um, but we wanted we wanted it to look painful to read you know we, we that was the aim of it which was really it was so fun to work on yeah. the craft process of the thing was oh, sorry I just jumped in there no 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 it, it, I was just going to say, and then, sorry, don't take my sort of timeline from again. So from there, did you employ a kind of casting agency or were you the casting agency to go, okay, we got like how many people up for this? How did you get to your final six or eight? Was that, did you work with a, another company? Or? Yeah, we did. I mean, th- th- part of the reason we did that, that we wanted to make it difficult is this wasn't something where, you know, uh, having thousands of people applying needed to be part of the idea. We just wanted the right sorts of people who were up for it to be part of it. So rather than a call to call for entries, you know, we consider this a call to not enter in a way it's, it was, it was meant to be a bit off putting. Um, so we had a, a, in the end, rather than a few thousand, we had a couple of hundred people who had read it and were up for it. And I think there was even a, there was even a website you could go to and solve some mental puzzles. Cause again, this is a link to the game, Laura, Croft, you know, also solves sort of mental puzzles within within the game itself. But we wanted people who are physically and mentally fit to be able to to participate in this. And I uh, think, if I remember correctly, we worked with an outside, a sort of third party adjudicator who who ended up selecting the the final uh, seven normal yeah. people, and we had selected one influencer as well to join them on the. On, on the oh, it reminds me a bit of that end line for the Royal Navy. It's like ninety nine percent of Marines. Ninety nine percent need not apply you know you kind of like you said you only need because you only need eight right people rather than loads i like the idea of um so was the influencer then sort of vlogging yeah i mean in the end it ended up being a bit of a the thinking was you know let's get this to as wide an audience as possible and perhaps by having an influencer as one of the eight people um that would that would do that in in the end, I think she was the first person to to just say, "No, I can't handle this anymore," and was the first person to jump off the billboard. She did. She she was she lasted five or six hours, I think, and um and then she did. She actually got mild hypothermia. There was there was a shot of her with in the yeah, in oh the kind God. of ambulance. It was a long time in influencer land. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Actually, let's do that, right? Tell us. So, what happened? On so you got your people. You're there for launch or whatever. Um, I imagine there's a lot of um, I don't know. So I'm gonna say some John's ambulance people around you on the day. Tell us. Can you set the scene of the day? So yeah, I guess behind this wall where you you know. The camera, because we live streamed this, which was set up across the road. It was a busy road, you know. We um, and then um, and then we had this big wall, and then then there was the pavement, um, and and the, behind that, so you know where nobody could see. Where we were camped. We had the uh, we had like a tra- water cabins. There was a cabin for the live streaming team, which was a whole big kind of unit. Um, so many different operators in there. Uh, there was a there was a, a cabin for the clients as well, and then there was uh, medics. There was we had quite a few medics on there. Um, what else did we have? There, there, were, there, was, were, um, there were the obligatory um, uh, chemical toilets on on set because it was it was very important oh, yes, health yeah. and safety. It said that uh, apparently torturing people for twenty four hours is breaks some sort of health and safety regulations. So every I can't remember what the time was. Every few hours or whatever it was, by law we had to. To, we had to allow people like down for 30 seconds or a minute or whatever to to relieve themselves um, so that was you know the the, the um um the toilets were not visible to the to the camera and did you invite the press and everything yeah, down yeah, i think there were some journal there were some journalists um who who, who came on scene and, and saw it all sort of happening in the flesh um um, did you have someone yeah. like um, Davina McCall to launch it, or what we had <laughs> was the expert equivalent? We had um, 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 
we had one of the one of the Xbox kind of a broadcasting team, I guess, who was the face of it. Um, a guy who does lots of um, lots of live streams anyway, and was familiar to um, the Xbox audience, um, uh, yeah. doing kind of fronting uh, a lot of that. So uh, the thing the thing we were keen on was to have it f- genuinely feel like sort of reality TV meets a billboard. So we yeah. wanted it to not just be sort of commentary wall to wall. So our, our commentator guy would, would, would pop up every hour. It's AC Bongos, I think. Yeah. AC, AC Bongos was, is his kind of, right. uh, is his username on, on Xbox. Um, and he, um, yeah, he would comment on it every couple of hours, but, but to a large extent, it was just watching the interaction amongst these, these people who were standing there and looking at their different tactics, you yeah, know, some people, some people gritting it out and not saying a word and other people chatting to try and get through it. That, that kind of thing. Did you do the classic, um, creative team thing where you just uh, set it up and then went okay we're off home to our last little house <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish, I wish. We, were too, we were too terrified I think to, to, to do that I think we were was, you know, obviously so many moving parts I mean the, that's actually interesting because we were it, the thing last lasted for um, 22 hours I think it was 22 22 hours um, right. from, before the last person kind of you know were, were missing so but before that which no, nobody really knows we were up for 24 hours before that yeah. just there were so many things you know because this is not just obviously it was a billboard there was there was the live side of it there was the website there was yeah. you know there was the the all so many different moving parts there was the typography on the on the people as well that had to be all yeah. done the the day or two before um we had to check all of that um, we, had to, we had to test things at night, you know, there was all the weather machines, we had to all the briefing, all the, all the different parts of so many, so many people involved. It was like an army, yeah. behind that wall was a, literally an army of people. I've never been more um, exhausted in my life after that. I think, I think the day after, well, sorry, straight after it yeah. finished, I went on a, I was on a long haul economy class flight back to South Africa and I think I slept the entire way. So that's probably wow. the only time I've ever slept in economy is, 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 is <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. So, so that's a tip for everyone. If you want to, you know, just stay up for like, you know, forty-two hours or something stupid like that, and and you're guaranteed sleep on it. So, because um, we've got uh, a limited time, we just want a couple more things just on this, and then we'll ask you a couple more last questions. So, obviously, staging the event is one thing, but the PR is enormous uh, of it. Like Dan was saying, like we talked about earlier, social. You know, it's, it's one thing to do the thing or to place a piece of work, but then it's to to spread it, um, did you employ a specialist PR agency, or did you just let it roll out? Or was, like you said, was there a strategic PR angle to this? Like who you would you got your vlogger on the, you got your influencer on the actual poster? Did you have other? people helping we have so xbox in the uk um has a pr partner uh, assembly who worked in collaboration with us uh to to get the pr out on this um so they did all the sort of media relations um um um, on this. It's, yeah. it's phenomenal. You know, you kind of always hope that stuff will have its own life and that, but um, it might be naive to think, oh yeah, that all just happened organically. You do need it has to pushes. be pushed out to the right places. Yeah, I think we yeah. were, you know, part of that staying up all, all night and being being up late, we knew we had to make a quick a wrap-up film as well that had to be pushed out on social to kind of, so yeah. that if people hadn't tuned in for the last, you know, 22 hours or whatever it was, there would be something ready for them the next day that would, that, that would help them see what's kind of unfolded so yeah there were all sorts of other aspects of it that, that maybe the case I mean, we helped we helped we helped it as well we didn't it, we didn't want it to be just um organically found and then you know um so we did we we, we were kind of laughing about it earlier that we created an, an ad for, for the ad you know there was an ad that ran in the evening standard the night before asking people to tune into the billboard which was definitely yeah. a first for us and felt a bit yeah I mean I'd so, also argue that the um, the PR the PR was so successful and it contributes massively to how well the the um, the campaign did in the awards spectrum so obviously it was very well awarded as we discussed earlier on um, did you keep track of how many awards it won and 
Um, no, <laughs> more than we expected. Let's put it that way. That, that, that was it. It's, it's you know when you're in that bubble and you're creating work that you that you like yeah. and you're just not and you're just terrified of messing it up and you just want to you, you just want to see it through and 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 do it to the best of your ability and make sure it just wasn't a, a you know a crashing failure. Thinking I mean, about like what, what awards it's going to win is like last of the last of the things we. we I mean, from, but from my point of view, the, yeah. it, it just it smacks of people who are very smart, you know, agency side. But it's obviously a, a fantastic client who's gone with this, um, yeah. and you know they've proven again and again. I know we're not going to touch upon the other stuff, but I think you know the the, the work you're doing on Xbox and have done is just phenomenal. I imagine this this must have built a huge amount of trust. Yeah, our clients are, um, are, are absolutely brilliant. You know, we've, we've got such a good relationship with them and um, there's, there, there's trust there and we, um, there's, there's mutual trust, I think, yeah. you know. And it, um, it takes yeah. us, you know, to, to buy into something, something as yeah. seemingly terrifying as this, you know, you know, t- torturing your target market is not something they, they teach you in marketing school. Um, <laughs> I just looked at it and I just thought, it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's fantastically simple. It's brilliantly executed. It's hardwired to the brand. There's so many things you're going, that's so bang on. Yeah. It's exactly right. And then, you know, then the way that you can interact with it, it's all like the gaming thing. Our very first um, podcast we did with um, uh, John Petrulis, and he had talked about advertising and get gaming in a different format, didn't he, with Halo. Mm-hmm. And it feels like this has then taken it on. You guys have taken it on again and again. It's a, it's a, it's great to sort of try and subvert the category always and, and move it on. Yeah, we always try to do that, do that and try to prevent, prevent a formula being created, I think, so that... You know, every every new project. I mean, the beauty of working on something like Xbox as an account is, is every new game launch brings with it a whole kind of universe of baggage and associations and tone of voice. All different. Every game is a, is different, so you can kind of reinvent each time. Um, but yeah, we're very conscious of not just kind of doing the same thing over again, but actually trying to um, uh, trying to create something that people hadn't really seen before. We've got a little time. I'm going to, Dan and I have got just two or three things we always ask people at the end. So thank you so much for that. It's a fantastic insight thank into you. what is really one of our favorite campaigns. Um, well, one of the things we always ask is, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's great to hear that you, you know, gaining the trust of that client, there are, there must still be the billboards that have got away. The ones that are stuck in the bottom drawer that we're either too worried to put in front of your most trusted client or one that you'd hold back for later. So go on, give us one of the nuggets that's in the bottom drawer that, that, that maybe hasn't been sold yet or that, or you, you just know you couldn't sell. Yeah. Or don't, if you don't want to say. <laughs> can, can we do different, different ones each? Or is that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, the one that comes to mind for me is, I think it lived as a billboard for part of its life, but it was, it, it also could have been a standalone sort of, sort of, experiential ambient thing was back in South Africa. We used to work on, uh, uh Volkswagen or Volkswagen as it's uh-huh. called here. Um, yeah. and so they had, they were launching a new, a new iteration of the golf called the golf R, which is meant to be like their really high end kind of boy racer, ultimate driving right. machine kind of, kind of car. And mm-hmm. so my partner and I at the time, Oh, so desperate to get this idea across. We wanted to create this. It's such a great visual. It's, 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 you know, the, the story of King Arthur and the, uh, sword in the stone. We wanted to yeah. create the key in the stone on a, on a billboard or, or perhaps as an ambient thing. So create a bit of a rock with just a, a golf R key kind of sticking out of it, maybe a beautiful spotlight on it and, uh, like some sort it. of timed magnet system within it. So that, you know, you have a queue of people trying to pull this thing out, but electromagnets are holding it in place and they, they, maybe they unlock it one or two kind of given times so that some lucky person kind of stumbles oh, upon this. Really <laughs> so if, any, <laughs> if anyone does that wants to do that, just uh, remember who mentioned they it. Can't they can't now. They can't. It's, 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 as soon as we release this, that is yours. Yeah. Guys, uh, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, sorry for one or two gremlins, technical gremlins. I think that's been the theme of the day. Um, but thank you. There are no gremlins in your... Uh, frankly, astounding uh, survival billboard, which I've really enjoyed talking about. Um, keep up the great work. Um, and yeah, hopefully we'll, 
see you again sometime. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us over. Really, really appreciate it. It's been fun. Thanks so much, guys. Really enjoyed chatting today. Cheers. Yeah, I think it's actually great to get to know them because, you know, I don't really know much about Sanjeev and Jamie. So so getting to know them and their story and how they how they got to McCann and yeah. obviously the stuff they've done since. It was great to no, I'm saying my God, story. some like, people we've got in and we know we feel like you know them. Yeah, you've read enough about them online and they're yeah, kind of them. you live <laughs> you're vicariously friends by living and watching yeah. their social. <laughs> but no, you're right. I think that's the thing, hopefully, about this show, that we can have people we know, people we've met a bit or you know, done were with or been on awards jury with, but mm. you can also meet somebody completely fresh and new and just start start a chat about it because it's the work that unites us. And I think they were yeah, they were brilliant. It was that, and the tech was so good, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole the whole thing of me pushing the button and it starting and it working. I, I mean, I, I've given yeah. myself several pats on the back. No, no, no one in Lisleland can see what was going on in this room, but it Except was pretty you, horrific. You know, you might not hear a goodbye from Jamie because mm. his feed cut off at the wrong. He point. fell asleep within <laughs> lack of interest because <laughs> um, you were telling me your Spurs stories. No, I did not. Oh God. Uh, no, they were very fairness, good. It's taken you three episodes to get yeah. into ribbing me. About yeah, we're, we're already high at the table on you. We haven't played a game. Yeah, well, Bale's going to sort that out. Oh, that's dated this show. I'm told not to do that. <laughs> um, no, they were great. Thank you again. Thank you again, Sandy, for Jamie. And uh, you've been very kind and patient. <laughs> I'm going to go home now. I'm and you've got some Instagram posts to sort out. Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> Thanks for that. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and on the, and on the Twitter. Um, and keep following us and keep listening and if anyone's bored they want some banter i can i'm, I'm available to talk <laughs> on social just hit, hit him up on get behind the billboard bye <laughs>